is The Daily Hope. I'm Chuck Butler. Hey, someone once said that God does not comfort us to make us comfortable, but to make us comforters. In the same way, God does not give us things to make us comfortable, but to make us givers. In 2 Corinthians chapters 8 and 9, where we are reading this morning, it's all about God's provision, selfless giving, and a good stewardship of finances. The chapters are practical, nitty-gritty details regarding money necessities in the real world and in the ministry. So practical, we might just be tempted to skip over them. In Francis Schaeffer's little book, The Mark of the Christian, he reveals that mark is simply this, love. And that love is often manifested in giving and forgiving. Note this, giving requires reception of supply to then be administered away graciously to others. You can't give away what you don't have. And forgiveness, as we all know, cannot be purchased or earned. It invites us to receive it, and it also calls out to be given away. These are distinguishing love marks of the Christian, giving and forgiving. In chapter 8, verse 2, we learn that although the Macedonians were poor, they gave freely to the saints in Jerusalem. At first, Paul the Apostle didn't want to take and deliver the gift from the Macedonians because he knew how poor they were themselves. Paul then realized they just wanted to be part of the fellowship of the body by giving to others. This desire to be part of the fellowship, no matter what the cost, is precious. Years ago, on the first Bible smuggling trip I was on, a family of believers in communist-controlled Czechoslovakia welcomed our team into their home. They insisted we sit around their dining table in the living room, and then, with great joy, they served us a meal while they stood against the walls, watching us eat the food intended to sustain them for the week ahead. After the meal, they spoiled us even further with serving us the only sugar they would have for a month or two. We stirred it reluctantly into some cups of sacrificed room-temperature instant coffee. As we then toured their tiny rooms, each of us was led by a, a different family member to their particular sleeping space. Unknowingly, we each complimented them regarding a lone, small, decorative ceramic animal on display in each room. After a full day of fellowship with them, they secretly bundled up some snacks for us for our long journey that lay ahead. They guarded us as we went quietly and unseen to our van and sent us on our way. Hours later, when one of us got hungry, we opened the bag of newspaper-wrapped snacks. And to our surprise, also individually wrapped, were each of those ceramic animals that we had admired. As an over-the-top, touching example of giving, they had just capped their generosity beyond words. They had blessed, humbled, and instructed us, having experienced lifelong persecution, suffering the loss of the eldest daughter in the family. They were presently displaying pure contentment and actually rejoicing that they could spoil us with their very sustenance and with their personally treasured decorative items. I still have mine. See? That family was first and foremost surrendered to Christ. And then they were led to do this. Paul teaches us that very thing in chapter 8, verse 5. After we give ourselves to God, God guides us in giving to others. In chapter 9, verses 6 and 7, we read, He who sows sparingly shall also reap sparingly. He who sows bountifully shall also reap bountifully. And each person, according as they have purposed in their own heart, let them give, neither grudgingly, their heart not really being into it, nor out of a sense of necessity or obligation, for God loves 
a cheerful giver. That is a, a hilarious one. Pastor Chuck Smith used to say, you can't outgive God. God will never be a debtor to you. Everything in these two chapters keep pointing us to only one thing, the sacrifice, the offering, the gift, and the greatest of all generosities. It was, and is, and will always be Jesus himself. He bore the weight of our sins on the cross, our rebellion, disobedience, self-righteous endeavors, guilt, apathy, shame, and our falling short, even our lack of generosity. Matthew 20, 28 sums up the measurement that you and I should apply to our hearts regarding giving. The Son of Man came not, not to be ministered unto, but to minister and to give his life a ransom for many. Paul ends chapter 9 this way, referring to Jesus, 2 Corinthians 9, 15, Thanks be to God for his unspeakable gift, or precious beyond telling, his indescribable, inexpressible free gift, or thank God for his son, his gift too wonderful for words. And that's where we'll leave things today, a bit speechless, and with this gift of Jesus, too wonderful for words, leading us into generosity beyond measure. God has paid everything on our behalf through his Son to woo us, to save us, and to keep us. For God so loved, you know, the world that he gave his only Son. What will you do today with all of he's freely given to you? Lord, help us to respond to your, the depth of your giving and the depth of your forgiving. Amen.